Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Somebody has to explain to me how Brendan Miller is playing basketball for Alabama. I, 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 and Alabama knew about this terrible homicide, murder, uh, you know, for a while, about a month. And they knew all the details and they still let the kid play. I mean, you got to be kidding me. I mean, uh, whether, and it's very murky, the details. I mean, you know, I, the lawyer says one thing, Alabama says something else, then the police say a third thing. It, it is very murky. But here is the, here is what you need. To, here's what you, we do know. At 1.30 in the morning, and how many times have I told you that nothing good happens after midnight? Nothing. Nothing good anywhere in the world happens good after midnight. Nothing. It just, it, it never works. After midnight, especially on these college campuses, is, is poison, is danger. But Brendan Miller knew that he was delivering a gun in some capacity to his teammate who then delivered it to somebody else. Now, this kid's a great player. I guess he's a, you know, he's a lottery pick. And, uh, you know, it wasn't his car. And I guess he was supposed to pick the kid up at 2 o'clock in the morning. But he delivered. This is what text messages seem to indicate. He was not oblivious to the idea that there was a gun in the back seat and that he was supposedly going to deliver this gun to a teammate and then somebody was killed. Now, how in the world is this guy, is this kid playing basketball? I don't understand that. Alabama, you know, likes to, you know, are they a a reputable university? I mean, how do you play a kid? And don't tell me you didn't know because, you know, my joint is in the back back seat. So he knew, he may have not known on the way, but he knew when he, he, he got the gun of the kid. So, I mean, I don't know. What do you you think the gun was going to be delivered for? They're going to go to the target? A, 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 a target practice somewhere in the middle of the night, go in the woods and you know and shoot at objects and coke bottles. I mean, what what, what exactly? What did he think that the guy wanted the gun for at two o'clock in the morning? Now, at the very least, very least, he is Miller. I don't. The other two people, you know, they're going to go and they're going to go to jail and they should for a long time. Miller indirectly. That at the worst thing, he exhibited horrific judgment. Horrific. First off, he's out at two o'clock in the morning. He's a basketball player. How about going to bed? He's out at two o'clock in the morning. He's he's driving with a gun in the back seat of a car. There's a bullet in the chamber, and he's delivering a gun to somebody and then uses it to kill somebody. Or hands it off to somebody who killed somebody. Again, it's all murky. I mean, and then Alabama doesn't do anything about this. And lets the kid play for the last month, month and a half. And then the head coach goes up there and uses the stupid uh, wrong place, wrong time. Tell that to the girl's parents. You know, wrong place, wrong time. Uh, I know he tried to retract it, but how dumb can you be? You've had a month to rehearse this. This was going to come out eventually. Alabama should have gotten ahead of the story originally and basically suspended the kid. But how is the kid playing basketball? I don't understand that. You think if, if you think if my kid brought a gun to a shooting on campus, you know, at Wisconsin, a kid who doesn't play sports, you think he's going to be allowed on campus anymore? How about that?
You think the fact that they're the number one team in the country and the kid's a lottery pick, you're telling me that doesn't have something to do with Alabama's decision-making process? Puts fannies in the seats? I mean, listen, and we haven't heard from the kid, and Alabama won the other night, and no kid was made available to the media, so uh, nobody has any information. We can't get any clarification whatsoever, yet there's somehow there's a person dead. Person's dead. And if you're the Alabama president, and these, these presidents are phonies anyway, all of them. These presidents are phony. Oh, they are fundraisers. Uh, you know, they, you know they, they, they scream the good thing about education and about, you know, uh, proper etiquette. And they, they, these guys, they, they, they have, you know, they are basically have their jobs because the alumni and they have their jobs at these big schools because the football team's good. I mean, that's basically why they have these jobs. But this president, you mean to tell me that this president has been supposedly on top of this for the last three, four weeks? You're telling me that he is okay with allowing a basketball player, no matter how good he is on his team, who uh, was somewhat, whether indirectly or not, knew there was a gun in the back seat of his uh, of a car that he was driving, and drove the car to hand a gun off to a to a teammate, to a friend of his, at two thirty at one forty five in the morning on a Saturday night, and and this president's okay with that? Really, you're okay with that? Where do you think the gun was only headed for trouble, folks? Nobody wants a gun at two o'clock in the morning with a bullet in it unless he's about to use it, and Miller delivered it to him. That's I mean I I, I I don't know what else to tell you and I, you know again the, I, I I don't I'm not saying I'm Paul Miller in jail but geez he's gonna go out there and play basketball from Alabama this is what we're gonna do now give Vital credit he tweeted he couldn't believe it and Vital's you know he's got a vested interest in college basketball Seth Greenberg was in an impossible spot doing a game the other night what's he supposed to say I maybe mean, he's doing a game we didn't even touch this on first take because it's so murky it's very murky. You don't know all the details. You got a police exchange, uh, and then you got, you know, Alabama telling us there's a lot more details of this than we know about, yet nobody gives us any information. And then you got Odom's up there, the head coach, telling us that, in fact, you know, wrong place, wrong time. And I can't control the kids when they leave practice. Uh, hold on now. Get them to study hall. I mean, it's, it, it, it's absolutely, and again, it, it goes down to the same thing, and we're all responsible. These kids don't want to, you know, this kid doesn't want to be in college. He's in college because he doesn't want to be in the G League. He's in college for four or five months to go out there to, to, to hone his craft and get drafted. He'll leave as soon as, the, as soon as Alabama loses, he'll be off that campus the next day. With his private workout guy and his coach and his, uh, and his uh, physical therapist, and he'll get ready for the NBA draft. And he isn't the only one. Go ask Duke. You know, did Jared Parker finish school? How about Zion? Did he finish? How about R.J. Barrett? I mean, go ask Kentucky. I mean, I mean, you know, I have a listen. I'd, I'd have to. I'm going to throw it out there, and I don't know what the legality is of this, but. College, college sports should do the same thing that oh, college basketball should do the same thing that college baseball does. If you go to college, you got to be there for three years before you can be drafted. Baseball, you can't get drafted after your freshman year. You can get drafted out of high school, and then once you decide that you're going to college, you got to be there for three years. Football, you have to be a certain age before they allow you to get drafted by the NFL. Basketball should do the same thing. If you want to be an NBA player and you have that kind of talent, fine. You can go to an Alabama and you can stay there. But if you make that commitment to Alabama, you got to be there for three years. And if not, go to the G League, go to Europe, you know, uh, go do that and go work on your basketball. 
when you're 18 years of age. If that's all you want to do, I mean, geez, I mean, you, you can make some money if you go to college now. So if you go to college, you can't tell me you're broke because you can make some money with this NIL thing. So you can make some money. And you're obviously you're getting a free education and you got to stay, but you got to stay there for three years. Three years. This one and done nonsense, this, this has got to go. I know this is a different argument than what we have here with Miller, but because this Miller thing is about a, a university that is, that is tone deaf. I mean, what is the university doing? Uh, you want to win basketball that badly? The kid's got to be off the team, got to be suspended, something. You have to show me if you're Alabama that you realize the severity of this situation and whether the kid was in the quote-unquote wrong place at the wrong time. The bottom line is he brought the gun. That, uh, supposedly, there's a, the cop said there was text messages under oath. So he brought the gun to a teammate at a nightclub near Bryant-Denny Stadium. Now, at 2 o'clock in the morning, what did he think that gun was going to be used for? I don't understand. Why did his teammate want a gun at 2 a.m.? No, he didn't fire it. But, I mean, if let me ask you a question. If you were 18 years of I, I, I'll tell you my answer. When I was 18 years of age, all right, and somebody at Rollins, a friend of mine who was a basketball player or an athlete, texted me at 2 o'clock in the morning and say I was supposed to pick him up anyway, drinking and everything else, and texted me and says, can you come get me now? But by the way, make sure my gun's in the back seat. You know, I'm not going. And at 18 years of age, I'd be smart enough to make that decision. No, I'm not bringing you, picking you up, and I'm not bringing a gun in the back seat. Uh, I, I would either not go, i go tell the authorities. I'd have enough sense not to bring a loaded weapon to a nightclub at 2 a.m. when a guy that I'm supposed to pick up wants it. He only wants it for trouble. What other reason would he want it at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night? He got in some dispute. He wants to knock somebody off. And, and I brought the gun to him. And I'm not someone responsible. If nothing else, I'm responsible for horrific judgment. And that horrific judgment, folks, has to be punished. It has to be punished. Uh, I, you know, well, what? I, and geez, to let him go out when this story breaks, he goes out there and plays, and they and they beat South Carolina. He scores the winning basket, and nobody from Alabama discusses it after the game. I mean, you got to be kidding me! This is where we, this is where we are right now, as far as college sports are concerned. This is where we are. We're that desperate that we're going to have a kid on campus who it's indirect, but had something to do with a murder. I mean, come on. Really? And I, I, listen, I didn't read all the Dan Wetzel details on Yahoo, and I followed this on plane rides and looking at stories and everything else. So I don't have all the specifics, you know, and, but I read, I saw the press conference. I read the president's quotes from Alabama. This is, they knew about this for a month. That makes it worse. They should, why didn't they come out and be proactive about this a month ago and tell us what was going on? What, they think this story was going to be hid and nobody was going to find out? That somehow Alabama thought this was going to be brushed under the rug when there's a murder right near their campus? And some of their basketball players are involved, including their best player, who is a lottery pick, who's the reason why they're number one in the country? We're not going to find out that he is somewhat involved in a murder? I mean, really? This is what we've gone down to right now. And I understand. Listen, uh, we all know that Alabama's not Stanford, okay? We all know that Alabama's not Northwestern. We understand that. So, I mean, and Alabama's main job is to win in football, basketball, and all the sports. That's what Alabama wants to do. 
We all uh, nobody's going to confuse Alabama with with Dartmouth. All right, and I I'm not picking on Alabama, but there's a no LSU, any school, Kentucky, any school you want. We understand that the athletes are there to not necessarily go to school. They're there to go out there and play sports. I don't understand that. But the one way I want to correct this situation with the basketball, if you're going to go play college basketball right now, do it like the other sports do. You got to stay there for three years. Baseball, you can't go anywhere on that campus. You are a baseball player for three years. If you elect not to join the major league, uh, my, uh, your franchise that drafts you out of high school, you, if you decide to bypass the money and go to college, you got to be there for three years. Now, the baseball player is a little different because the baseball player knows he's got to go to the minor leagues anyway. And the basketball player thinks, well, I'll go to the college, I'll do a good job, I'll play well, good competition, I'll play in a tournament, open up some eyes, I'll get on national TV, and then I will help my draft stock and I'll bail here as soon as the season's over. March 15th, I'm out. See ya. Goodbye. What's, what anthropology class? Goodbye. I'm gone. Something's wrong with that. Something is terribly wrong with that that our institutions out there right now are playing this one-and-done game in college. It's been going on for a long time, and the best, and Duke, which is a great university, did it too, and Krzyzewski. So it's not just Alabama and Kentucky. Duke did it. So let's give them grief as well. But this is, but uh, that's a separate issue than the issue that we are referring to right now. But this is ridiculous. I, I cannot believe that Alabama decides to let the kid play without anything. I mean, put them in, you know, put them on uh, standby for a week or two. Let us get the details. You can't let the kid, he brought a gun to a, to a spot where somebody was killed. I, I get it, it wasn't his gun. I understand that. And I get it also that, you know, he was, I guess, supposed to pick the kid up at 2 o'clock in the morning. But my God, he was told there was a gun in the back seat. Once he is told that and he delivers the gun, he, that is right then. The fact that he didn't stop in his tracks right there and say, hold on now, what am I doing? I'm bringing a gun to this guy? I don't care if he's my best buddy. I can't do that. The fact he didn't do that requires discipline when somebody was killed. And Alabama chose not to. Judgment, I understand crime and judgment are two different things. But there has to be some punishment for horrific judgment. Has to be something. And this was horrific judgment that was not punished. Now, we're going to watch Alabama now play in the NCAA tournament. And they're going to be a one seed, so they're going to play probably a lot of games. Five, six games. So we're going to watch them in prime time on television. We're going to watch them throughout the NCAA tournament, which starts in a couple of weeks. We're going to watch them, and this kid's going to score 30 a ball game, and they're going to win a lot of these games. This guy's going to be a big star, and we're going to know in the back of our mind that he had something to do with a person who was killed because he delivered a gun to the spot and was told about it. Not his car, not his gun, but was told about it. At least that's what we think. And we was told about it. And he said, you got a gun. I need the gun. Bring my joint. And this is a kid who is going to play now in the NCAA tournament. And we're going to quote unquote call these kids student athletes. What? It, it's, it, it's, it's bad. It's terrible. And the NCAA is worried about, you know, schools not handling somebody's meal properly. You know, you got an extra hamburger. Let's, let's throw them on suspense. Let's, let's, let's put their school on probation. Really? Really? And, it, and when the 
District attorney says, geez, I wish we could charge him with something, but we have nothing to charge him with. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Horrific job. And Alabama should be ashamed. Let's be fair. And I'll be honest. I don't know every specific detail. Nobody does. Nobody in America does. Because Alabama won't tell us, you know, these these sealed indictments. I mean, nobody knows. But it, I, I have never trusted Alabama. Not that I ever would anyway. This gives Alabama a terrible name. And again, if that is your kid who is a liberal arts major at Alabama who did that, you think, you think they're going to keep him in school? Was that nothing? You think Colin Russo, Alabama, if he went to Alabama and was just a, you know, Joe Blow student with a 3-1 average who delivered a car that had a gun in the back seat and he delivered the gun to a friend of his and that gun was used to knock somebody off? You think Colin Russo is sitting there in Alabama right now? Be fair. According to police testimony on January 15th, this is January 15th. This is the last day of the NFL. No, this is the wild card weekend of the NFL. I'll tell you how long ago it was. And, my, and Alabama's been sitting on this for a long time. Uh, on January 15th, Darius Miles, then Miller's teammate. Miles, of course, was on the Alabama team too. Texted Miller. This is police testimony uh, because this is the bond hearing. Texted Miller, the player, asking him to bring his gun to him. Then, according to the police, after Brandon Miller arrived, Miles handed his buddy, Michael Davis, the gun while the two were in the back seat of Miller's car. An argument with Harris turned violent shortly thereafter. Harris is the person who, the the girl who died. I guess they were going after her boyfriend, whatever. An argument with her turned violent shortly thereafter, and Davis is accused of shooting her. He has been charged with capital murder, so is Miles. Police also testified that the vehicles of Brendan Miller and another person, Bradley, whoever that is, were allegedly, allegedly the key word there, blocking the road where Harris's Jeep was parked. Allegedly blocking the road, the, the, cheap, uh, the Jeep is... Pro- so this is police testimony now on July 5th, uh, on January 15th. So let me get this straight. Now, unless you can tell me the cops are lying and everybody hates cops, so uh, I find it hard to believe, test uh, under oath testimony. But according to police testimony, Miller brought the gun to Miles. It's his car, and they were fooling around with the gun in the backseat when he's driving, when he's in a bad, when he's in a, when he's driving it. And this guy is playing basketball? I mean, you got, I mean, literally, you got to be kidding me. That Alabama, and this is January 15th, this is six weeks ago. And Alabama's been sitting on this for six weeks and has done nothing about it. And then a coach comes out and says this, you know, he, was, he knew about it. Alabama knew about it. The AD knew about it. The president knew about it. And then a coach comes out there last week and says, wrong place, wrong time. I don't know what, I can't do anything I have to practice. I mean, literally, you, you really, I mean, it, it's hard to stomach. Hard to stomach. I know you want to win, Alabama. I understand. You got a number one team in the country. Your basketball team has always played second fiddle to your football team. And sports in Tuscaloosa come first before anything else. We understand that. And we're all responsible for that as sports fans because I don't care if the kid, uh, Alabama, goes to, uh, you know, uh, when I bet on Alabama, I don't care if the kid went to class or not, just win the game. So I'm as guilty as anybody, you know, basically blown off the, uh, the scholastic aspect of these athletes. But I'm not the Alabama president. 
Okay? If I was, I'd look at it a little differently. But I'm going to sit there as the president of that university, and I'm going to let this kid play basketball for my university when he, according to police testimony, when he drove the car knowing the gun was in the back seat and sat there when his two buddies in the back seat were exchanging the the gun, and that gun ends up killing somebody at 2 o'clock in the morning on January 15th. And I'm going to sit there, and I'm going to allow this kid to play. I'm sorry. Not me. That, that is, I'm, I got to sleep at night. That I can't, I don't want to win that badly. That I can't have happen under any circumstances. That is, and I'll tell you right now, I got to see these announcers, my buddy Catalan. I, I got to see these announcers now deal with this nonsense um, uh, during the NCAA tournament. Whoever's got Alabama, I got to hear Jim Nance tell me when this kid scores 50 points and wins game after game because he's evidently a top five pick. And he does what he, and he won the game the other day in overtime with a basket. I, I got to see how they're going to, how these broadcasters for CBS and TNT, maybe, maybe Kevin Harlan can scream. I got to see how they're going to handle this when this kid should not be on the team. That's all there is to it. All right, you don't want to throw him in jail, but this is horrific judgment. Horrific. He knew the gun was in the back seat, and he drives it to the to his guy, who's only going to use the gun for 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 uh, awful purposes. And and the NCAA tournament that likes to think you know it's 1943 or 1953, and everybody's happy, and it's the NCAA March Madness and all that nonsense. We're going to sit there now, and we're going to watch Alabama play all these games when this kid bought a gun that was used to kill somebody. At 2 o'clock in the morning. This is where we're at now in sports. Collegiate sports at that. This is where we're at. I tell you, that's that, that's bad. That is bad. I'm glad my kid ain't going to Alabama. That would bother me. That's not the right. Just like USC with the, with the scandal they had. That, 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 that's bothersome. I understand you want to win. This is not somebody who, you know, had poor grades. This is not somebody who, you know, missed some classes. This is not somebody who missed a curfew. This is not somebody who, you know, um, yelled at a teacher. This is somebody who's on your team who knowingly, according to police testimony, knowingly brought a weapon to a spot at 2 o'clock in the morning with a bullet in it with his two buddies in the back seat making sure it was loaded so we can knock somebody off. This is serious stuff. And Alabama knowing about this since January 15th does nothing about it. Nothing. And don't sit there and tell me, well, you don't know the details. Well, if I don't know the details as a talk show, tell me the details. Put the president up there in a a press conference and let's ask him lots of questions. Let's go. If you're telling me we don't know all the details, there's a lot more to it, well, then it's your job over the last six weeks to inform me so I don't make these, or reporters, or anybody make these accusations, including Dick Vitale, make these accusations. Tell me what happened here. Tell me how this kid drove this car that was his, supposedly by via police testimony, to a nightclub in the middle of the night on a Saturday with a loaded gun in the back seat, knowing that loaded gun was going to be used for some poor purposes. Tell me how that is not accurate. When you tell me that, or he didn't know the gun was in the back seat, he had no idea. Wow, shocking. He wasn't in the car when they were tossing the gun around in the back seat. Prove that to me, and then I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You can't do that. They would have already done it. 
Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.